Yo, what's up, world? Man, as always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for, you know, spending time with me during this this tumultuous time, man. You could have been anywhere in this moment, and I know um, there's a lot going on in your world right now, man. And you could have been anywhere in this moment, but you chose to be here with me at Nuggets of Positivity with a Stephen Ashad, man. And I'm grateful, as, as always. So thank you for that. But... Um, I'm coming to you today, man, with a heavy heart, man. There's a lot going on in in, in the world today uh, due to the, you know, brutish assassination of Brother George Floyd, man, and by this Minneapolis police officer. Um, And, you know, while he uh, begged for his life, you know, I'm not going to go into it because you've probably seen it numerous times. And, you know, the media has a way of, of perpetuating, you know, the emotion and so, but I'm just at this place where, you know, um, I neither condone nor condemned uh, the actions that are being taken um, to to voice frustrations. You know, I mean, I'm always for uh, a positive resolution. I'm solution oriented. You know, we have to be solution minded. And, you know, um, there's been numerous quotes by great people uh, that, you know, talks to or speaks to how, you know, if if. A voice is silenced. It can only be silenced for so long in, in a peaceful way. And, and you know, you have to uh, take necessary means to, you know, get your voice heard. And like I said, I neither condemn nor uh, condone, you know, the actions. But this is Nuggets of Positivity, man. And, you know, I, I, I want to speak to you today from the, from the focal point of, you know, how do you stay positive when you're faced with adversity? You know what I mean? Like, you know, so, of course, you know, being um, being a person that, you know, loves words, um, I looked up the word adversity and it basically means, you know, um, at an adverse or unfortunate event or circumstance. Right. So that's adversity. Right. And and there's other definitions, you know, um, but adverse, you know, adverse, adversary, opposite. Right. So what's the opposite of? positive negative right so it's an unfortunate negative circumstance and so you know when we think about unfortunate negative circumstances we can either create them ourselves by doing things uh that we feel is right or in ourselves that we just simply want to do and then an adverse consequence happens or it could just be you know an act of you know God allowing things to take place in our lives or, um, you know, the universe, whatever, right? Like the, the circumstances could change. But when we think about the circumstances changing, right? Like the, the, the positive aspect that comes from it is, okay, what am I going to do about it? Right? Like, how am I going to, you know, be better as a result of what's going on in my life? Right? And so, so for, for me, man, like, you know, if you, if you hadn't tuned into my previous episodes and I, I didn't really speak to it a whole lot, but you know, I, I dealt with a lot of adversity growing up in my formative years. Like I talked about bullying, but you know, um, my father died. I talked about that a couple times. My father passed away when I was 15 years old. Um, okay. And so, you know, he, he, he passed. Yeah, I was definitely devastated. You know, I'm still, you know, like, I still think about my father all the time. 
right? But my baseball coach started to, you know, take me under his wing, right? Like, he knew my father passed. Uh, I was a freshman, and I was on a baseball team, and my dad died. Boom. And so my baseball coach, you know, he took me in. Like, he treated us all like his sons anyway. You know, Edward Hawk Pierce, that was his name. Um, And he took us all in. But he really started to take me in even more, like I was his own son. And so, tragically, on the baseball diamond, three months after my father passed, my surrogate father, my stepfather, my coach, the man that I was admiring, he died. Just like that. Boom. Out of my life. Right? And so I'm like, whoa. My father and then the man that was, you know, acting as my father treating me like his son is now going to and so like if anybody had any reason to like wow out and 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 turn to crazy things it was me but for some reason I I didn't you know and I, I think I and when people ask me that I'm like you know, to be honest with you, man, I just, I knew my father was looking down on me. I knew my baseball coach was looking down on me, man. I, I, I knew that they didn't teach me. Like my father, for certain, he would have been totally disappointed in me if, if I, you know, turned to drugs or if I turned to, you know, what the society wanted me to turn to, you know, or felt I, it was a way to cope, right? Like drugs and alcohol and, you know, other outward expressions of my frustrations, Right. But I I chose not to do any of that stuff because I didn't want my father looking down on me saying, man, I didn't teach you none of that. And then, you know, my baseball coach looking on looking down at me saying, man, you know, your dad and, you know, we didn't we didn't we don't want you to go that way. That's not the life that you, you know, supposed to live. And so I just never did it. I never did. I never wowed out like I internalized it. Right. I'm like, man, I'm supposed to learn from this. Like my dad taught me how to be a man. You know, I realized this years later, but, you know. My father taught me how to be a man before I turned 15, right? You don't really remember the first five years of your life. Like, you might have some memory, but you really don't remember a whole lot, right? So I I basically had my father for 10 years, you know? And in those 10 years, man, he taught me how to be a man and how to think and how to navigate a world that was not ever going to be for me. You know, and so that death, those deaths, and then and then you know what the trip part about it, man, it's like it comes in threes, is what they say. You know, uh, a good friend of mine, like David Goldsby, man, rest his soul in heaven. He was my buddy. You know, he was a sophomore, I was a freshman, and we was coming back. You know, it was over the summer we was talking about how we was gonna come back to school and and how we was gonna mac on all the ladies and you know how we was gonna do all of this and and, and we went on a baseball trip. And May, so that was June, like July, like two months after our baseball coach, like five months after my father, my good friend, David Goldsby died. He drowned in a pool. And so I'm just like, man, all this death around me, it forced me to appreciate life. You know what I'm saying? Like it forced me to realize that, man, you know what? Tomorrow's not promised, bro. So you got to get it today. You got to make it happen today. You know what I mean? You got to leave your mark today. And so... I just want to talk to you for a moment about like leaving your mark today, man. There's so much negativity going on around us. Do you want to contribute to that? I mean, you know, 
like I said, man, I don't condone what's going on. I don't condemn what's going on. It's how they express their frustrations. You know what I'm saying? People do what they feel they need to do. But for me and for everybody listening, like, here's an opportunity for you to do something different. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to, those deaths, those tragic losses that I felt, that I have, that I hold on to, that I will never forget, taught me to appreciate life and to cherish every moment that I have. Like, to go hard or go home. You know what I'm saying? I like, it, it, it's just that simple. If you're not going to go hard, then don't go at all. You know what I mean? Because really, what are you benefiting from, you know, just sitting there? You know what I'm saying? Like, soaking in your feeling. I mean, that that those deaths taught me to be in touch with my feelings. You know what I'm saying? To, to rationalize. Am I, you know, am I feeling this way? Why, what's causing me to feel this way? What's bringing this about? So I am very in tune with my feelings. You know what I'm saying? And, and so when we think about it, we, we have to acknowledge our emotions, man. We can't suppress them because they will come out in some maniacal kind of way. You know what I mean? And, and, and so you cannot like be a rational thinker if you constantly depress your emotions because they're eventually going to come out. So the first thing we got to do, we got to acknowledge our feelings. Like, how are you feeling? You got to do a self-check every day. Right. In order for you to maintain a positive outlook, you have to do a self-assessment. And it's OK. Hear me, family. Hear me, world. It is OK that you feel sad, that you feel emotional, that you feel down. But it's not that. It's what are you going to do after you acknowledge that? Are you going to stay there? Are you going to get up? Are you going to do something about it? Are you going to learn from it? And that's the beauty about positive thinking. Like, it's not what's happening. It's what are we going to do? There's a quote, and I forget, maybe it's an anonymous, but we've all seen it or maybe heard it. It it says something about like 90%, you know, of what happens is it's like something like that. You guys know what I'm talking about. Hit me up in the chat if you want to to kind of tell correct me. But it's like that quote that says 10 percent of life is 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 what happens to us is not what happens to us. 90 percent of it is like how we respond to it. Right. Or something like that. It's like you have to think about how are you going to respond to this adversity that you're dealing with? Are you going to respond to it by turning on yourself, by smoking and drinking? It's like, how are you coping? What are you doing to cope with the negative things that may be happening in your life? But are you rationalizing? Okay, you know, like the universe, God is trying to tell me something. He's trying to wake me up to 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 myself, you know. And so we have to be honest with ourselves, man. We have to acknowledge where we are. We have to, you know, like it's your prerogative, dude. You could stay there if you want to. You could stay there. But how is your staying there in that lowly place really benefiting people around you? You know what I'm saying? Like right now, man, my, my wife, I love my wife. And she's, you know, she's not at her optimal performing place. You know, she's been sick. And as a result of her being sick, it's impacting me. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, when you think about it, like, 
you know, yeah, I mean, she doesn't want to be sick. She's sick, but she can't do the things that she would normally do. She's not as active. And so because she's not as active, I, you know, don't want to go out and do things without my wife. You know what I'm saying? And so it's kind of like I have to meet her where she is. You know what I'm saying? So when we think about like, what are you doing in that place? If you go home and you're sad and you're mad and you're upset and you're frustrated and you shut the door, you shut people out of your life. Do you think that's not going to impact them? It's certainly going to impact them. Right. And so we have to acknowledge where we are, man, acknowledge our feelings and then say, okay, what's the next step? What am I going to do about this feeling? Right. What am I going to do about it, man? Excuse me. And, and, and the next point I just want to speak to you briefly about is, is after you've acknowledged that, right, you have to, like, think about, search your mind for the things you are grateful for. Right? Like, man, it, it's so much of what I don't have and, you know, what I'm not. Instead of, like, man, I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, I may not have the biggest house. Hell, I may not even own a house, but I have a roof over my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's another quote, man. I mean, I'm a quote lover, dude. You got to hear me on that, man. Just like finding quotes. But there's another quote from somebody that said, um, that says, like, I stopped complaining about the shoes I had when I saw a person with no feet. You know what I'm saying? Like, put in perspective that quote, like, he was complaining about the shoes, his shoes. But the person with no feet didn't have feet to even wear shoes. You know what I'm saying? So, man, I, I I could tell you stories, man. I could give you, you know, so much perspective on why I appreciate life in the manner that I do. You know what I'm saying? And why I always look for the positive. And, and you know, people might say, well, that ain't, that ain't real. You ain't being real if you always, you know, everything ain't always positive. And that's true. Like, we in a situation right now where it's like, where is the positivity? But the reality is that it's not going to be this way forever. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be willing to find a positive in every negative situation. We have to be willing to learn from it. Right? Like, man, I, I was in, you know, we went to, I was in Germany. I was in the army and we traveled, you know, I was in, I was stationed in Germany. And then there was like the, the, the Kosovo thing and, you know, the Bosnia thing. And, you know, so our unit was tasked to go on a peacekeeping mission in Bosnia. Right. So, you know, of course I wanted to get some transfer, some American money into, you know, the, the money that they had out there in, in Bosnia. Right. And so I transferred like about a hundred, maybe $150, you know, of, American money into the currency, right? Did I did the exchange and I don't know how much money I had. It looked it literally looked like a toy to me. Like the coins and you know the 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 paper bills were like really big and colorful and so it was like a toy to me. So I didn't know. So anyway, my supervisor, she knew the type of person I was and she was like, Bourgeois, when you get out there, I don't want you to do nothing. I don't want you to give nothing. Don't don't keep your hands in your pockets, right? Cause she knew I was gonna try to help somebody out. So anyway, we went out to dinner. And I had this money in my pocket, right? So I, you know, gave the waitress, the, you know, the money. And she was like, like the, sh- the shock on her face, like, was like I gave her a thousand dollars or something. I don't know. And so anyway, I, t- I got the change back and there was a little boy, kind of disheveled little, you know, kind of like scruffy looking little boy knocked on a window. And so I defied my supervisor's orders and I was like, let me go see what this kid wants or whatever. So I went outside and he was just like, you know, had his hands out, right? 
And so I took the money out of my pocket, you know, the change that I had, and I gave it to him. And he took off running, right? And he turned the corner and, and see my supervisor was like, see, Bourgeois, I told you. I told you not to do that. I knew you was going. And so, like, maybe two minutes after he turned the corner, like, eight people came around the corner from behind the restaurant. And they were, like, like crying and, you know, just, you know, best tr- doing their best to try to formalize the word thank you. And they were just, like, kind of, like, just, you know, really. And the boy was pointing at me. And I was like, oh, snap, what's going on, right? And so, you know, but they were just really expressing their appreciation for, like, me giving them that money. But, again, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't, and, and even if I would have known the transfer of currency, like, I would have, you know, still done it. Because I'm always looking for opportunities to give, man. I'm always looking for opportunities to serve. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you maintain that positive attitude. Like, if you could give something to somebody, you could do something else for somebody, you could make somebody else's day better, then why not do that? Even if you're feeling bad. Like, I'm feeling bad about George Floyd's death right now. You know what I'm saying? But I feel I have to do something. And the best way to do it is through this podcast, man. And so if you're listening, I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a little over the time that I normally try to stop at. But, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I encourage you first, acknowledge your feelings, bro. Acknowledge where you are with your feelings. And then do something positive with it. Learn from those feelings. Learn from those experiences. And lastly, man, show gratitude and appreciation. and Do something nice for somebody else. And the more you do that, the better you're going to feel. You know what I mean? So again, man, I encourage you to hit me up. Like, look at my Instagram. I, I put positive quotes up there every day. It's Nuggets of Positivity. That's my Instagram. Hit me up on that email at Nuggets of Positivity, Nuggets of Positivity at Yahoo.com. Hit me up, man. Let's let's talk. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I want to. I welcome that. Challenge me if you feel like there's something that I could be challenged on. You know what I'm saying? But again, man, I appreciate you. And like I always say at the end of my messages, you got to think about it differently. Because in order to be the change you want to see, you got to be the change you want to see. That's Nuggets of Positivity with a Stephen Ashad. Until next time, man. Be blessed.